Support for Podcast by Night is provided by Midnight Syndicate. To learn more, please visit midnightsyndicate.com. You know, like kind of like last time on the podcast, we discussed the history and where they came from and the effed up ritual that happened and how Gortrix screwed everybody. And it's all Gortrix's fault. It's all Gortrix's fault. But they live forever. So he succeeded. Yay. Yay. Failing upwards. (laughs) Failing upwards. Yes. Right. Okay. So let's just do our thing. Welcome back, everybody, to Podcast by Night. My name's John. I'm Jen. And this is the second half of the, uh, depending on how you're receiving this, the, it's either part two or part three. The Tremere is a long one. It, it's very long. But just a, a quick recap. Uh, last time we were discussing the history of Clan Tremere, where they came from, their origins as mages, and how our good buddy Gortrix, he just, you know, he saved the day, didn't he, Jen? It's all Gortrix's fault. It's all oh, his fault. No, no, no. He to- It totally worked, you know? They, oh, they to- wanted to live totally, forever. Totally. Absolutely totally. worked. Absolutely according to plan. Right, yeah. It's yeah, all think- fine. Everything's fine. We're all fine here. I mean, you know, you fail upward, right? So so he got the promotion? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. So, and then we figured we uh, talked about how they sort of found their footing as a uh, as a kin- as kindred now, newly newly formed kindred. How they fought off those nasty shamaze, and how they sort of engendered themselves, endeared themselves, really, to the Camarilla, Camarilla, Camarilla. It kind of became a a, a pillar of the community, if you will. They uh, they started out as a low clan, but gosh darn it. Those princes really like that magic. So, well, it helps when you screw over the like blood assassins and you know the Middle East. You know, get those guys off our back, and hey, we'll we'll open the doors wide to you and your blood magic. So as so yeah, that was the uh, the last time they they the origins the how they uh, rediscovered their blood magic, how they were probably the only ones that the courts of Europe knew about that had blood sorcery. And so that was kind of their meal ticket. And now, this time, we will be discussing the Tremere of the Modern Knights. This also includes some of their the clan structure. You're going to hear words like rank, the pyramid. Um, one of my favorite slogans is, you know, go team pyramid. Go team pyramid. Go team pyramid. We're just going to discuss how in the Modern Knights, the Tremere... Because honestly, this is what you guys are going to be playing. This, you know, a Tremere in the Modern Knights... These are things you're going to be made keenly aware of, mm-hmm. especially your place in it, be you an apprentice or a regent, and uh, we're going to tell you what all that means. Now, I should put a little disclaimer in here. Not every storyteller is going to want to get into the dirty little details of Clan Tremere, because let's admit it, Tremere is a, they're a pretty dense clan. So if you're in a game where your storyteller is like, and you're a Tremere. And just doesn't want to get into the nitty gritty politics of it. At least respect the storyteller. However, if you're in a game where the storyteller's like, sure, let's we can get down with 
all the the deep, deep uh, rank and file of Clan Tremere and all the deep lore of it, then by, by all means, this is the go for it. This is the podcast for you because that's what we know. This is what we're playing right now. We're talking about the 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 heart and soul of what the modern clan is and you know i have to admit this is part of why they're my favorite clan i have a stupid amount of fun playing the tremere getting down and dirty and just clan politics because the clan politics alone could be a whole game you wouldn't need the rest of camaria screw them you need to go and and fight dirty with your clan mates but as you'll find out as we're working through this, there's a reason that Clan Tremere has become one of the most powerful clans in the Camarilla now. And it's because of this of who they are now in the modern knights and the clan structure that defines them. That's right. It's not all, you know, ooky spooky magic stuff now. You know, times have changed and the Tremere, true to their origin, have changed with it. And that's, you know, as, as you've learned last episode, that's one of their greatest strengths. It's, it was one of the things that really I really love about them is that above some clans, like like maybe Bruja, their strength of will is, it's kind of like, a, you know, Order of the Golden Dawn, you know, thy will be done. It's, it's, they live it. Yeah. Clan Tremere's clan motto is, by our will, we will, will rule. I mean, that's some pretty hardcore shit right there. So that's right. Um, and it, and they do. They are a, the. I joke that the Tremere are the original bunker survivalists. They are a survivalist cult, and no matter what, we're going to survive. And I think in our last episode, as we discussed the history of the clan, it really kind of you know, like comes out this idea of we are adaptable because no matter what, we will survive. Damn right. So. Okay, so to start out, in the Modern Knights, we come to find Clan Tremere firmly entrenched in the halls of power of the Camarilla. Uh, They're considered a pillar clan now, which, you know, if you remember some of the previous episodes, they're not really, but their importance is such that they are considered a pillar clan. Yeah, nearly every city has Tremere in it. That's even cities that aren't Camarilla. Um, uh, nearly every city has a Tremere chantry in it or around it somewhere. Um, and the Tremere don't necessarily always make themselves visible. Kind of like the Nosferatu, they, kinda, they like to do their own thing and not necessarily let you know how many members of their clan are in the domain at any one time. Even if they don't hold court positions... Uh, they're still considered to be one of the more powerful clans in a city. So um, they are considered to be a vital clan to ensure the strength and stability of most any domain in the sect. And something just to keep in mind when you're you're playing one, because just not everybody might know this, that the Tremere as a whole are one of the smaller clans. They're right up there with maybe the Asimites or the Gangrel. They just lack the sheer numbers of the Ventru and the Toreador. And also, they're not so heavily invested in the same influence game that the Ventru or Toreador play because they found their niche and they're like, you know what? We we live fine right here. Yeah, and their niche is magic because fuck all you guys. I got magic. You you got a problem? I've got thumb. You need someone killed? I'll got I've thumb. got thumb. You need someone to go and fix that situation you got yourself? I got gotcha you because I've got thumb. 
That's right. Yeah, the magic is the one thing. Uh, not, well, some lord it over others, but really, it's their it's the, it is their boon with which they can trade. They don't need to just be like, oh, I got a blood boon or I got a trivial boon. It's like, no, you give me a boon, I'll give you this ritual, or I got this knife that uh, you know will kill your enemies in one shot. But more than that, it's also their knowledge their occult knowledge of things that even go bump in the night for vampires because in a world where other creatures of the night also exist you've got um, changing breeds aka werewolves you have the mages of course there's those curial fey ghosts not everybody's going to be able to know what is you know the ins and outs of those other beings that inhabit the world of darkness but nine times out of ten you can find a tremere for that the tremere are kind of like the one-stop go-to shop for all of your occult needs (laughs) (laughs) they really are um i would say that the asamites now that they have been migrating slowly into the camarilla at least according to bns depends on which book you're reading I would say that the Asamites probably give them a run for their money because um, the viziers have a depth of knowledge that that probably rivals the Tremere. But again, the Tremere, they're former mages. They live, eat, and breathe this shit. So... That's something that uh, we, Jen and I were talking about earlier was about, we all know that there are different versions out there, but with uh, By Night Studios, their um, Mind's Eye Rules, and also 5th Edition, because I don't know, there's a book out there, I'll put a link in the show notes, Beckett's Jihad Diary. I love that book. It's a good book. It's, I love Beckett. He's one of my favorite characters. It's kind of like the introduction to the next phase of the world of darkness. And in it is the story of the viziers immigrating, essentially, to the Camarilla. Yeah. It's really worth a read. I only mention that because we, we started this podcast like way, way back when we were go- starting to go through the clans. Asamite was our first clan. And there were people who were probably going, wait, Asamites are not in the Camarilla. What? There's been some shit happening, so that's why I brought it up, because they are now kind of the rivals to the the Tremere. The Tremere had this market on occult knowledge and blood magic, and this is what they've kind of staked their claim in the Camarilla on. Watch out, the those Banu Hakim are coming after you. Add on top of the fact that they're this huge occult resource, Wikipedia, essentially, this walking library, um, they're also consummate blood sorcerers. The Tremere magics are very potent and can be quite powerful, and they're the sort of tools most any prince would want to have kind of in their back pocket to help protect a domain, uh, particularly against the Sabbat or any other potential threats that might come into your domain, especially if they're occult threats. The Tremere, you don't have to have a lot of Tremere to be super powerful, but if you get a a Chantry, like five Tremere who all are very gifted uh, thaumaturges, you you can do some pretty heavy damage. And that's how they've learned to survive with that knowledge is that as as we will get into this, you're going to you know hear more and more about their devotion to clan before sect. Uh, that even goes for Sabbat. But in fifth edition, I don't think the Tremere are in the Sabbat anymore. But I digress. The idea is that a group like the Camarilla is really it kind of goes hand in hand with how their system works, too, because it gives them the the what's the word? The stability. It gives them the stability and the the protection with which to practice their art and do their studies 
while also contributing. So they're, again, that's why they're a pillar clan. They're really closely tied into the internal dealings of the Camarilla, as well as that gives them the ability to keep in touch with their internal workings. They can study, research, mine their occult knowledge. They don't care about the nitty-gritty politics with the Venture and the Toreador, but, you know, they're always there kind of in the wings waiting to be called on. Yeah, it's the Camarilla's the safe space for them to just kind of do their stuff and let the venture in the Toreador duke it out. As long we go, we help you keep your, your domain safe. Just leave us alone in our chantry and we do our magic-y shit. Um, I mean, that's a big reason the Tremere are in the Camarilla. I mean, and in that way, it doesn't make the Tremere that different than, say, the Gangrel or the Bruja or the Malkavians or any of the other clans who join the Camarilla because it's safer to be in the Camarilla than it is to be outside the Camarilla. So, um, yeah, the, the Tremere are going to protect and stand up for the Camarilla because the Camarilla keeps them safe and they get still get to do what they want to do without having to worry about like the mages coming and knocking on their door. And that's why the Tremere have a vested interest in the Camarilla as a sect, which is why, you know, you'll find them in almost every city they're in. They will be in some position of some power and visibility like you um, most notably, I think, in almost every game I've ever played in. If there's a Ventru Prince, there's a Tremere Seneschal. Yeah, it's very common. Very common. Also, you know, you'll be the assistant to the Scourge or deputy to the Sheriff. Any place that you can contribute just to sort of like be out front, show your face, you know, represent the clan and always and also being of value. I mean, again, the Tremere are going to their interests lie in the occult. Yes. But that in saying that they they do they're not completely ignorant of the fact that to get what you want, you got to play the ball game. That's why you'll often see them as seneschals or you'll see them in some sort of other position of power in the court. Seneschal is a very good place for a Tremere because you are not the person in the throne of power. There is not a target on your head. You're the per- you're the guy behind the throne of power. You are you are the Tyrion Lannister to Joffrey. Baratheon. I had to get the, the Game of Thrones reference in there somewhere. You know, but it's valid. It's valid. You're not the dude in power. You're the dude that's the dude behind the dude in power. Yeah. Right. You're the hand of the prince. You're the hand of the prince. Tremere often will take that role because it still gives leverages enough power you can manage to keep your clan content. You can keep your clan's voice in the in the room where it's happening, essentially. But you're not the person who's making the direct decisions. Tremere also can be other things. More militant Tremere can be sheriffs. They can be uh, scourges. There are very like there are Tremere who te- do like to play the game of influences. They there are Tremere who are harpies. Um, a famous book example, famous book examples of Tremere who have been involved in uh, court politics include in DC. You have uh, Helena, who I think was played played heavy into politics. You have uh, you have a, a very active chantry there that they you have people who are taking active part in the domain of Washington D.C. Um, even though they're Tremere, but they're not taking they're not the ones who are front and center. 
And in any given city, you're going to have the Tremere that, like we said before, they usually lack the same kind of influence strength that some of the other clans wield. But don't count them out because their main strength is that they tend to work in pairs or, or a unit. Like if you have a, a, a chantry in your city, there's a lot of power behind those doors. Yes, because they do work at a, as a unit. When you get enough of them together with all their talents in one spot... The Tremere can marshal their forces to lock down a domain of all, all of their own if they wish, if they wanted to. The Tremere are a very formidable clan. But the problem is, is that getting that many Tremere in one spot, all agreeing to do one thing together, can be difficult. Again, they are one of the smaller clans in the Camarilla. And again, like you mentioned, John, they are not masters of influence like the Ventru and Toreadors are. So they're not able to establish the, that kind of sort of presence very quickly. You would have to be pulling Tremere from all the neighboring domains and maybe some domains far away. So to get that many Tremere together in a quick enough time to be able to be that effective... I mean, if you can do it and if you can do it fast and you can if you can do it um, efficiently, it they are a powerhouse. But if you can't, if you have to wait on that next plane to come in with a boatload of Tremere, well, then it might just be easier for the Venture who have the influence and the police to go and do the lockdown just be just to handle it. Because that's calling in a lot of favors and a lot of boons and pulling a lot of strings and as a player of a Tremere, remember to know when to say when yeah. and, and kind of have the, the social grace to sort of bow out and be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry, my prince. Um, I thought the, the ritual is not prepared yet or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that uh, also to keep in mind is that as a particularly young clan, they don't have many elders. Mm -mm. You don't have people that have been plotting for centuries or millennia on one particular game or agenda. And as such, any this is kind of how like the inner count. I'm sure the inner council is aware of this. They, that's how they keep, you know, keep a check and balance on Tremere ambition is that they know how what buttons to push. They've been around longer. They know how to keep all that young strength curtailed. Like Jen said, you'd have to call in so many favors from another city that, yeah, they know what they're doing. The Camarilla is like, yeah, thanks, guys. We know you're here. It's almost like they're giving them lip service a little bit because they're so young, but because they also know they need them. I mean, that's the thing is as a united front, they're they're like I said, they're scary effective. But if the Tremere can't develop enough resources to build that kind of front, then they can't be overwhelming. And I think this is important to say because this involves... And later on, when we discuss thom thaumaturgy, we'll keep saying thom. Thom is shorthand for thaumaturgy. Um, a, a common complaint about thaumaturgy, and as you'll see when we get into it, is that it's cheesy, it's overpowered, and yeah, it can be. It, you know, everyone's like, if why are the Tremere not taking over the joint and kicking ass and taking names? If they can, if they're so powerful, if they can do these crazy, insane, magical things, why are they just not kicking ass and taking names? And this is why. It's the fact that the, the Tremere are a small clan. They are not the Ventru. They are not the Toreador. They do not have the strength in numbers. And thus, they can't necessarily just overwhelm and take over everything. Uh, the Tremere have to play nice and cooperate with all the other clans in the Camarilla. 
if they want to survive. And the Tremere are aware of that. And so is the, you know, inner circle of the Camarilla. Everyone's aware of how this ball game is being played. And so unlike when the Tremere were mages in the Order of Hermes, where they just were, you know, throwing their weight around and backstabbing people, now they have to figure out how to play nice. And you have to cooperate and you have to make a place for yourself. And you can't just go in, kick the door in, take over the joints. You know, they do not have the resources Adventure or Toreador would have. But what they do have is very, very potent. And they've learned how to wield it and wield it effectively so that they're just valuable enough. The other clans know they have to keep the Tremere around because they're the firepower you want. But they're not so powerful that they're threatening to the Ventru or the Toreador. Exactly. So at this point, you're probably asking yourself, well, wait a minute. I thought I was going to be able to throw fireballs. But now you're telling pew. me that this <laughs> pew, pew. Pew, that pew. this group of Ventru over here could like, you know, spend a couple, just a couple of influence, a handful, a trifle, really, and squash me. Well, what? How? where does my power come from? Well, Buddy, I'm going to tell you what makes the Tremere so powerful, like we said at the very beginning of the podcast, it's their will, it's their strength, it's their unity, because where other clans are bound by common traditions and common ancestors and common blood, the Tremere are in many ways more like a cult, but it's kind of like the cult that you wouldn't mind joining. It's the idea that you're tied by blood bonds, laws, a strict hierarchy that demands your total obedience because through that rigidity, uh, militants, if you will, there is strength in that. That's how they survived to the, to the modern knights. That's how they held their whole group together when they were trying to figure out blood sorcery back in the day, ye olden days. It is the clan structure. Yeah, so the Tremere are kind of built not... Uh- unlike a military unit they operate under a very strict system of rank and file and that rank and file has come to define them and their relationship to each other this is and i I feel the john rant coming on oh i feel it (laughs) this kind of relationship this rank and file relationship in the clan is one that's little understood outside of the clan like this is fight club The Tremere do not discuss Fight Club. They do not discuss their clan structure outside of the clan. So it's just not done. Because if you're a Ventru, you don't... Like the Ventru, they have a clan structure. They don't talk about it outside the clan. Tremere are the same way. Tremere have an entire hierarchy, way more complex than anything the Ventru have. And they don't talk about it outside of the clan. They call this hierarchy the Pyramid. All right, kitties. It's, it's the John it, rant. It, it's, it's preacher time with Uncle John. I'm going to pull up the soapbox. Preach. Preach. And I'm going to tell you a little in. something that I've experienced <laughs> uh, in most, you know, this is my most recent history in playing the game because I was a Tremere. Uh, go Team Pyramid. <laughs> is the idea that somehow other players knew what a rank was. If you guys, if you guys haven't guessed by now, this is the part of the podcast where we were, are going to discuss the hierarchy of Clan Tremere and what ranks are. But I don't, I don't know how. I mean, you know, we said it before. It's, it's not really metagaming, but it is. 
It's absolutely. It's absolutely. If any, if you were in a game and some, and you're a Tremere, you're brand new. You walk in and somebody's like, "Oh, well, what rank apprentice are you?" You say, "Well, excuse me, what clan are you?" And then they say, um, "I'm Johnny Nosferatu." Like when you say, "When? How do you know that?" I mean, I'm sorry. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. In character, play dumb. Out of character, be like, excuse me. Excuse me. How would excuse- you know that? <laughs> How would you know that? I want to see your character sheet. Because, damn, if nothing tends to break the atmosphere of a game more than that uh, that, that subtle, just casual metagaming. It's, oh, I hate it. I hate it. If I find out one bruja that says, <laughs> I'm going to be like, hey, I, I know a werewolf buddy. Oh, you mean guru? Like, oh, how do you know that? <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. I'm stepping off. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, John. That's how I really feel. Because it ruins the it ruins the illusion. You know, <laughs> you you don't know what a rank is. <laughs> the only thing a werewolf you know is like fucking, uh, you know, American Werewolf in London. Or, <laughs> you know, the howling. I mean, come oh. on. Okay. So long the short is the pyramid is the structure of Clan Tremere. Clan Tremere understands the pyramid. No one outside of Clan Tremere knows about the pyramid. The Fight That's Club, right. what the Fight Club is the Fight Club. No one outside of Fight Club knows about the Fight Club. You do not talk about Fight Club outside of Fight Club. You just don't. So if you're a Tremere, you don't go poncing around the court saying, "Well, I'm an apprentice of the Third Circle of Mystery." No, no one would understand that. If someone comes up to you and says, "Well, hello, High Regent." then they better be a high-ranking member of your own clan or they better be a high-ranking member of the Camarilla who somehow knows that shit about you and you're like, oh, damn. Yeah, I want to see Tremere lore level six on that character sheet. (laughs) You know, I mean, this... What we're describing here, the pyramid, is not common knowledge outside of the Camarilla. And I have to admit, having played a Tremere, a high-ranking Tremere, it would irritate the crap out of me because I'm like... Excuse me, how do you know that that's my rank? And now I will admit, there. It, the, now this was in a LARP setting. Tabletop, you have this far less. But this was in a in a LARP setting where like you had the occasional Tremere players who was like, blah, blah, I'm an apprentice and that's the region and there's the Lord. And you're like, why are you talking about this to the Malkavian? First of all, if you're a player of a Tremere, you do not talk about the pyramid outside of the pyramid. If you're not a player of the Tremere, unless you have Tremere lore, you do not know about the pyramid. So that is the heart and soul of John's rant. If you are a Tremere, don't talk. If you're outside the Tremere, you don't know. (laughs) Thank you, Jen. Yeah. And with that, we're going to move on into it. Um, One thing to understand uh, is that a lot of these ranks come from their days as the Order of Hermes. They understand, you know, apprentice, master, different levels, if you will. And for some reason, a lot of these ranks are based one through seven. You're going to find out that the number seven is very significant, not only in occult circles or, or in the occult in general, but to Clan Tremere. The pyramid was established by Tremere himself. In our last episode, we talked about how Tremere, he, after he di- diabolizes Salah, he min- immediately goes into Dorpor. Even before then, when Tremere was trying to envision like what they would look like as a clan, he had this idea of a pyramid with him as the center and being the focal point of this new clan that he was trying to make. 
the minute he goes into torpor, the pyramid is about the only way that they have to ensure that there's any sense of clan unity. And while Tremere may have had the initial idea for it, personally, Etrius, uh, who kind of runs most of the show in these modern nights, is the one who's had the most effect on it. He's shaped it the most. But yeah, the whole idea of the number seven, I, I believe that came from Tremere himself. With that pyramid, the, the structure, I mean, it's a little crass to say this, but it's a modern parlance everyone would understand. Think of a pyramid scheme with, you know, the, un, the, the new associates at the bottom and then the head dude at the top. It's kind of like that. Tremere is the, the golden capstone of this pyramid, and then it just kind of filters down from there. And that's how they keep order. They maintain control and, over their fellows and also new embracees. And where's Tremere in these modern nights? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. He he could be in... I heard he's in Vienna. I heard he's a worm burrowing under Vienna. Yeah, I heard he was a worm dude. They, they keep in, like, this cellar somewhere deep in the bowels of Vienna, and they just, like, throw blood at him or something. I don't know. Like, any good, aloof master, you know, the, the top of the pyramid, uh, there are many stories going around about where he is is he still asleep is he inhabiting the body of some young apprentice we don't know don't know you know the inner council they like it that way Mm -hmm. because it kind of keeps that mystery alive you know you don't know that some apprentice of the first doesn't know that that old guy he's talking to oh was that Tremere I don't know so it kind of keeps everybody on their toes because of all the stories that abound about the powers that he exhibited and you know you just you just don't the mystery is there and they like it that way because it helps them maintain control (laughs) the sad part is it could all absolutely be true exactly absolutely and so just below Tremere is like I said the inner council and this is made up of seven members Yes, and it should be clarified, this is not the inner circle. The inner circle is the head of the Camarilla. That is the group that is made up of all the members, like one member of all the clans who sit on this inner council, who kind of, or inner circle, who run all the Camarilla. That's what I meant, inner circle, yeah, when I said it before. Yeah, the inner circle is heads the Camarilla. The inner council just heads Tremere. And there are seven members. And each one of them, they control all the actions and movements of the clan as a whole. Now, it was originally made up of the original seven apprentices that were there the night Gortrix said, hey, everybody, drink some of this and uh, we might live forever. And I don't know. Here, just try it. And then, bam. But since the fall of Gortrix, they've kind of had to have kept filling the empty spaces. And I think to this point, there's only two etrius and miralinda that are the only original members left so as far as elders go or even what's above an elder i mean they're they're it they're the ones you can point to and say yep there they are they're basically the smartest the oldest the canniest uh most capable tremere or the most politically savvy tremere uh whatever whatever the case may be um who who made it who played the political games and made it up to the top as it were and each counselor is essentially put in charge of a major populated geographic area overseeing all the Tremere and all their actions in these areas 
So, like, you'll have, like, Etrius, who's the inner counselor for Europe, but Merlinda is the inner counselor for all of North America. And then, you know, you have an inner counselor for Asia and one for Africa. And you have, so basically, they cover the most, the most important populated areas that uh, the Tremere could get a chantry into, essentially. And the idea is that these seven, these inner council members, are equals. So they can't really tip the balance of power in any one way. Like, they, you know, everybody's got their own agenda. But the idea is clan first. So they're kind of also seen as the balancers of all the, well, I don't want to say schemes, but sure, plots and schemes of the clan as a whole. Yeah, but th- saying that... <laughs> They all definitely have their own agendas, and they all often are working against each other. So they're all scheming against one another to get their own pet agenda put in, because, like, hello, it's just, like, human politics. (laughs) I mean, we're seeing that play out in a big way right now, and everyone has their pet agenda. Well, it's the same thing with the Inner Council. You know, they may be like, well, we balance each other out so we can protect the will of the whole of the clan but they all got their own side scheme going on that they're pushing oh yeah it's sort of like their own level of uh, what in game terms would be the jihad or or they or they act like methuselahs you know they never move directly against another kindred but you know they don't have to they've got all the people beneath them to do these sorts of things you know they they play games on a global level and to help them do this is the next rung down on the pyramid the next level sure are the pontifexes is it pontifexes pontifices pontifexure is the pontifexure the pontifexure more than one pontifex is pontifices pontifices la trying to get that (laughs) word out pontifices (laughs) I wasn't alone in that one. No, part of it is awesome. I just got done studying Latin and now I'm studying French and the two of them in French, I think you don't pronounce anything after the pont. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure, but I'm just assuming. Oui, j'ai compris. Yeah. The pontifices are the plural of a pontifex and the entire group is called the pontifexure. <laughs> All right. So each of these pontifexes, pontife- pontifices, <laughs> they pontifices? they have a domain they pont- pontifices <laughs> pontifices pontifices each of these pontifices uh, act as the right hand to these counselors and they oversee a domain of their own and these domains are not always geographic uh, sometimes they are regional yeah sometimes they're regional sometimes their influence depends on on it depends on the inner counselor frankly and each inner counselor gets seven so each so Merlinda has seven, Etrius has seven, you know, on and on and on. So the idea is that you have one Tremere, seven uh, inner counselors, and then each of those inner counselors gets seven pontifices, and each of those pontifices heads up what essentially whatever their boss tells them to head up. So you could be, I am the pontifex of the Western United States, or you could be the pontifex of politics or the pontifex of finance in the United States. Whatever, however, the, the, the inner counselor wants to divvy it up. I just love that idea of, again, it's like it's the world of darkness in a microcosm. You know, you've got the counselors acting as the like, you know, Methuselah level game players. And then you've got the Pontifex underneath them. Like you said, oh, 
I do the whole region for, say, the Western United States. But within that, you could also have the pont- the pontifex of trade mm-hmm. in the Western United States. So their domain are like all the ports on the entire Western seaboard, and it, it which is huge. So I just I just love the idea that again we see the structure of the clan being able to adapt to what is needed to a degree of control that a lot of the other clans really don't have. I don't know if the the Ventru, they can lock down a whole port, but I don't know if they have somebody that can control all the ports. They don't necessarily control the ports as much as they start stockpiling resources that can help them have influence in all the ports where a venture there's only a few venture who could can have that kind of pull but again there's only a few tremere who ever could have that kind of pull either also too the justicar of the clan often a justicar not always but often a justicar will be a will be a pontifex just because and this is where clan tremere rank and camaria rank get a little fuzzy and we saw this a little bit with the venture too Often a, a high-ranking member of Clan Tremere will not hold a Camarilla rank. And it's the same, the same thing with the Ventru. Often a high-ranking Ventru will not hold Camarilla rank. But a Justicar is a weird situation because you have to have this sort of level of authority to speak for the, the Tremere Inner Counselor, to speak on behalf of the whole Inner Council. You have to do that within a clan Tremere clan setting where rank and file in the clan means everything. If I'm an apprentice and you're a pontifex, but I'm the Justicar, well, that makes a little bit of a of a, a sticky wicket. So often a Justicar is going to have a higher rank. Pontifex, uh, a pontifex is a not uncommon rank for someone who's voted as the clan Justicar. Uh, doesn't have to be. But it's, it's a good one to have um, because then you have that kind of clout both in and out of the clan to get shit done. And no one's going to like cause you beef because, you know, well, you may be a Justicar, but that doesn't mean anything in clan politics. And that kind of yeah, adds to the idea of their duties, of, of the duty of a Pontifex tend to be rather vague. It's something like, you know, again, you've got... The entire Western seaboard, and then you've got Western United States. Sometimes your duties are going to overlap. The idea that you don't know exactly who's doing what. So this is where the clan structure works in, where you have to work together. But like that structure, you know, you've got the seven inner council members. Each one of them have seven pontifex pontifices. Well, each pontifex has a rank as well from one through seven. One being the lowest, right? And then the seventh being... The highest. The highest rank. Yeah. So therefore, you could also, if you find yourself overlapping in duties from one council member to another, or maybe even the same council member, you whoever is the highest rank will win. <laughs> like playing Uno. If you are... Chances are high if you're working for a Pontifex, you know which Pontifex you're working for. And admittedly, if you're a Pontifex, the rank one through seven means a little bit less than in some of the lower rank. Because if you're a Pontifex, you're badass anyway. It, it It's a good determiner at each level you hit. It's a good determiner of like who who has the most cachet, who has the most political cachet in the clan. A rank seven Pontifex is going to have a lot more cachet than a rank one pontifex in theory they may get treated just equal just about equally but a rank seven pontifex might be able to like 
hold more sway or get you out of a bad situation a lot easier than say maybe the rank one and just like the pontifices there are seven there then each pontifex has seven lords yes now these lords they're the lords that answer to them serve as regional heads of the clan and they often cover smaller areas than do say counselors or the pontifices Uh, for example you can have the lord of southern california and there's also the lord of northern california so that's still a big swath of land but your responsibilities are a little less than say that of the pontifex you serve but that's all well and good because your job is to make sure that everything say in southern california is running smoothly yeah and you make sure all the internal clan business for your area is going you're basically a middle manager you are a middle manager for clan tremere if the pontifexure is sort of that upper level management then you are definitely the middle manager. So the lords run the night-to-night business of the clan, um, and they approve anything that the Tremere beneath them are up to in any particular region. Uh, So the lords are pretty tapped into what the Tremere on a much more local level are are up to rather than a pontifex. A pontifex may never know. pontifex may not know what's going on with the Chantry in San Bernardino. And doesn't necessarily know the difference between the Chantry in San Bernardino and the Chantry in Riverside. But a lord would. So the lord is going to be much more tapped into the, the you know, night-to-night dealings of what each Chantry is doing. Um, they may have uh, several large cities that under are under their span of care. So if you're at the... Um, with the Lord of Southern California, then you're probably going to be covering the, you know, the entirety of the Los Angeles metro area. And that would include Los Angeles County, Ventura County, San Bernardino and Riverside and up to Bakersfield. Like that, that's a huge swath in and of itself. But then you also got San Diego. So that's a crap ton of cities <laughs> all in just one area. Um, but you as a lord kind of keep an eye on that. Um, if you were doing like, I don't know, uh, North Missouri, I say that cause I knew it. Maybe you cover Kansas city and St. Joseph and, and up to Omaha. I don't know. It's the, as a lord, you'd be covering a, a bigger geographic area and keeping track of all the Tremere in those, in those bigger populations. Um, the term lord is gender neutral because Hey, the Tremere are all up for gender equality. I, I you have to appreciate their progressiveness in this. the The term "lord" is gender neutral among the Tremere, so it's used by people who identify as men as well as people who identify as women. And um, each lord, of course, is ranked one through seven, with the Lord of the Seventh being considered the High Lord of a particular area underneath a particular pontifex. Right, and this is the first time. Is this is this the first time in the ranking system that the term high, you know, intertitle here is used? Uh, I've not ever heard of a high pontifex, probably because that would sound very like very papal. <laughs> if you don't know, the Pope is known as the Pontifex Maximus. That was one of the highest ranking. That was the highest ranking priest in Roman history. I think that the Tremere do not tend to use it. I've never seen it. It's not to say it doesn't happen. It's just never been in print. Um, but a High Lord has been in print. So yes. 
So that just as a point of order, that term is going to be from here on as far as ranks go. And it is a very social way, uh, as long as you're talking to clan mem- clan mates or in the chantry, to sort of just be like, well, I am the the high lord. Oh, well, we know that you are of a certain level. You don't have to like flaunt your rank on us. We know you're like six or seven. You got it. You you made it. You're above me. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yes. We get you're the we badass. Get it. We get it. Back and, up. And 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 uh, we need to obey whatever you say right now. That's right. But just like the the Pontifex, you know, has the lords helping them out. The lords have their help in the regents, and the regents are responsible for overseeing individual chantries. So so as you can see, this thing spans globally all the way down to your little hometown. Mm-hmm. My little hometown of Lake Monrovia, California. Spans right here. Right, you get you, there's a chantry in Monrovia. I wouldn't be surprised. Nah, yeah, true enough. The chantry, at its most basic level, is a gathering of the Tremere in the city. It's kind of some people would say it's a glorified haven. Other people would say that it's the power base of the Tremere in that city, and it's both really, because like when the Lord comes to visit, he'll stop by the chantry. If a Pontifex comes to visit, you know he's got to deliver some bad news or you know, killing a wayward apprentice, he'll go to the Chantry. And so the regent is the one that oversees that Chantry. They're kind of like the, I don't want to say coordinator, but they're kind of like the manager of the Tremere in that city. Yeah, they're your office manager. They're your, your director, your your supervisor. They're the person who's in charge of the local, of the local office. Yeah, the regent oversees the night-to-night activities of the Chantry and all of the Tremere who live and work in that Chantry, in that city. They have the ability to, well, they do the bidding of any lord or the if the Pontifex comes to visit. It's like, hmm, yes, sir, Mr. Pontifex, how can we help you? They carry, they carry out all the orders on the local level, and they're kind of the top dog in that city that other um, apprentices are going to answer to. Yes, so the regent ensures that all the laws of Clan Tremere are followed, as well as all the traditions of the Camarilla. Thanks to an agreement that they've had since the founding of the Camarilla, um, this is an agreement that Tremere made when they entered into the Camarilla, regents are allowed to enforce the traditions in their own chantries, except for the right of embrace, which they still cannot do without the permission of the prince, because, you know, population reasons but they they can enforce things like you know what you have a wayward apprentice who um has broken the law well i can just i'm the regent i can kill you now um uh that that is something usually it's just reserved for a prince depending on how ticky tacky your prince happens to be a regent has because of this agreement regents have the right to be able to handle the tremere business within the tremere chantry because of this, this also means that the chantries are often a, a chantries often will have more Tremere in them than there are Tremere acknowledged in a city. This is sort of the, the Nosferatu problem I was I was I was referring to earlier. The Nosferatu will actually often only have like a handful of their number being active in court while the vast majority are down in the warren somewhere tremere can uh, do the same thing so often the tremere will only have a small portion of their numbers who attend 
court regularly while they have other Tremere who come in and out uh, as they please doing whatever the clan asks them to do. So often you'll find that the Tremere have more numbers in a city than what the court may actually know about. Um, And that's because the regent has the right to um, acknowledge them or not uh, as they see fit within their own chantry. Um, that does not mean the sheriff of the domain can't bust their ass if they're outside of the chantry, but the Tremere have workarounds for that. The regents are also responsible for the training of new apprentices. One of the big aspects of the embrace for the Tremere is you're not only teaching a, a, a vampire how to be a vampire, you're also teaching them how to do magic. So you have to be able to train them in the basics of thaumaturgy, which involves getting them masters and getting them, you know, getting them taught in how thaumaturgy even works. So regents are often responsible to oversee the training of the chantry and pairing um, apprentices with masters who can help them grow in their thaumaturgy. Regents are also responsible for ensuring that the tremere of their chantries are behaving themselves both within the clan by furthering the clan's own personal agenda, but also in the Camarilla itself, because the Tremere take the fact that they are a pillar clan very, very seriously. So you, they don't really want their clan to stick out as being the troublemakers. So a regent will come down like a ton of bricks on anybody who's causing trouble for the prince. Oh, you know it. I've had to do that plenty of times as as Villalobos. I had to do that so many times as the Regents. To oh, the, yes. To the point, to the point that in a totally different game involving players who were uh, Tremere under my Regency, when I was doing an NPC interaction for uh, this different character and had there's a certain way that when I'm playing a Regent, I say the word Apprentice. And John knows it well. <laughs> and I have nightmares. And someone, one of the, this player from the other room broke character and said, oh my God, I just had a PTSD moment. Stop saying it that way. I'm traumatized for life. I'm like, well, you shouldn't have screwed around now, should you? So um, apparently deep, deep inside of me, John is a very, 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 very strict Catholic nun. So... Well, you know, I would say you picked her as a, a really long yardstick. <laughs> she did. She had she a did. beat stick. She did have a beat stick. With that being said, uh, like like Jen said about the ranks with the the regents and their, their their responsibilities, much like all the other ranks coming before and after, the regents have, are ranked one through seven, with the rank of regent of the seventh being named high regent. Now, on this level, it does come into play. Because there are some cities like New York, for example, that is so populous or populated that they have multiple chantries. And each one of those chantries has to be overseen by a regent. Now, say you have the entire island of Manhattan. I'll just throw a number out there. You've got like four chantries. Well, somebody has to be on top. So on one of those chantries, you are going to have someone as the high regent, which means all the other regents answer to that regent. They are basically the big wig regent who oversees these smaller chantries. And the example we use in New York is an actual real example in the books. It's the chantry of the five boroughs. 
And they do have uh, multiple chantries with a that are overseen by different members. So the smaller chantries each have a person who's in charge. But the person who oversees the whole chantry of the five boroughs is uh, Aislinn Sturbridge, who for the long for a long time was high regent. I believe she's been bumped up to lord. I, I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. But for a long time, she was the the high regent over all of the chantries of new york because like john said somebody's got to be in charge and so she was the one who kept everything in line and you'll see in some larger cities london um you know even in the game we ran here in los angeles there was the 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 city so big you could have multiple multiple chantries running around so and these regents, they're usually the most powerful uh, Tremere in a city. And this is not just in terms of occult might or, or blood magic. This could also be influence, politicking. You are so savvy, you know how to play the game. But you are at least the master of one path of thaumaturgy. So the higher rank you go in Clan Tremere, the more and more thaumaturgy really starts to matter. And Regent really is where is really proof of where mastery of blood magic is important because really you can't be a Regent in Clan Tremere without being having mastered at least one path of thaumaturgy because uh, they won't respect you. Sometimes you've respect you've mastered more than one. Uh, definitely that that mastery of mastery of blood sorcery it means it has a weight in Clan Tremere. You may be, like, the worst political person ever, but you may know, like, five paths a thumb, and that is enough to get you a regency. Because they respect that in Clan Tremere. Sort of like the mob. They respect someone who has uh, has assertiveness and maybe can kill a few people to, get what, to do what needs to be done. The Tremere are like, we respect people who have power in blood magic. It's rare you will ever see a regent who doesn't have that level of skill in thaumaturgy and if you do it's because they are skilled in something else that the clan needs in a city also regents are the ones that can serve in the courts of the camarilla 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 if they wish to be they can act as officers or even the primogen of the clan and this is typically and, and from time to time prince although that might be more rare than not but as like I myself can can attest to, being the primogen and the regent of a city is a key position to be in because, A, you get to watch your clan's back, you know what's going on on the Star Council, and you get to kind of share all that knowledge back at the Chantry with all the apprentices. So your clan, I mean, I'm sure everybody else does it too, but it kind of gives you the sense of, you know what, I'm going to share the inner workings of the Camarilla, the city. And we're going to be the clan that's going to know everything. But it could also be a problem, too. Oh, yes. Having been a regent, who is also the prince, let me tell you how this could be a problem. Because then the demands of the court and the politics of the court supersede the demands of the Tremere, to whom you owe first allegiance. So it can be difficult. Um, And it's not unusual for regents to decide that 
they're going to ignore the Camarilla and they're just going to focus on the clan and clan politics alone and leave the Camarilla politics to someone, to a higher ranking apprentice, for example. Um, maybe there's a higher ranking apprentice who, who has an interest in Camarilla politics and is willing to play at hardball with uh, the members of the court. Now, here's the thing, like uh, the, the likelihood of a Tremere prince is rare. There aren't that many. We'll we'll just put that out there. There aren't that many. We John and I played in a game where there happened to be one, and uh, I was it. And it was a little bit like the Pontifex problem, where um you know you're or, or the Justicar problem. If you're a high ranking Tremere, if you're a Justicar in the Camarilla, you need to have high enough rank in the domain to also be able to pull off the authority with Clan Tremere. I had play, happened to be a regent who was also. A prince. It worked okay because now I had authority in both realms and could do what I wanted, but it was difficult. It was very difficult because you have to be neutral enough on this side to be able to keep the Camarilla happy while still being all code and clan and really keeping your clan in line and doing what's best for your clan. So it's sort of like divided loyalties. So that for, for that reason, really, that you will see regions sometimes just choose to forego doing the whole Camarilla politics thing. And it's also why Tremere tend to like to have court positions that are not the prince. <laughs> because their first and foremost loyalty is usually going to be to the clan over the Camarilla. Though they'll be very loyal to the Camarilla, clan always will come first. And so... If your Camarilla politics puts you in conflict with your Tremere interests, then you got a you got a bit of an issue. So again, this is why a regent will tend not to hold a Camarilla position. Right. I was just thinking that one thing I would love to attempt in a game would be to be the regent, but have like a high-ranking apprentice act like the uh, the top dog of the clan, and you know I'll just be like play the fool Tremere. Oh, hey, kids, uh, pull a rabbit out of my hat. But, you know, but really, I'm like, you know, the sage old, uh, like, you know, those old martial arts films. You know, the master is like the goofy one. You'd be the Yoda to the Luke Skywalker. I'd be the Yoda to the Luke. And I, w- I would love that. And we're talking old Yoda, not baby Yoda. Cause baby- right. Well, technically not baby Yoda. Yeah, because baby Yoda is not really Yoda. But, you know, just clarifying, we're, we're talking real Yoda and not the cute little baby. That's right. Like like old school Empire Yoda, not not prequel Yoda, because, you know, screw that guy. <laughs> Don't screw that guy. No, <laughs> no, I digress. In talking about that, so you've got your regents. Next comes the rank and file. These are the base of the pyramid. They're what hold it up. You know, it's what keep us strong. <laughs> That's right. They are not just the bricks. They are also the mortar of the clan pyramid. And these are, of course, our apprentices. And like everything else, all the other groups, they have ranks one through seven. There's that number again. And they are the largest number of Tremere. Most, yes. most Tremere you will meet in any game are going to be apprentices. Absolutely. These can be everyone from like a newly embraced fledgling to, I mean, you could probably have a hundred year old apprentice. You can have centuries old apprentices. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that 
it's all come. It's not about age. It's not you know. Well, some of it's about power. Like like Jen said before, if you are seeking to master a particular path in Thom, you're going to draw someone's attention, and chances are you're going to rise in rank. But that's not always the case. So, like you had said earlier, apprentices are ranked one through seven, just like all the other ranks. Um, the highest ranking apprentice is going to be, uh, you know, and then we're talking like apprentice six or seven. They're going to be dubbed high apprentice. That's the term of respect. Yes, high apprentice. No high apprentice. Um, and believe me, if they're centuries old high apprentice, they're going to fucking let you know that. Because they're probably better they're not uh, a regent by now. So if you're a new embrace, if you are just brought, if you're a baby, baby Tremere, and you're just brought in, you are an A. You are a firstie. You're an apprentice of the first circle of mystery. Um, you are the lowest rank of the clan uh, uh, in any city. Doesn't matter. You are you are the very bottom of the bottom of the pyramid. You are the mud lining the brick at the bottom of the pyramid. And as a clan, we as, as you've probably gathered by now, uh, the Tremere are extremely rank conscious. So if you've got, I mean, you say you're that fledgling uh, first rank Tremere apprentice coming into town. You're a little mouthy. Even if you walk up to like an apprentice of the third and you start shooting your mouth off, things aren't going to go your way. No, they could just upright ignore you uh, unless they challenge you to uh, a Kertemon, a wizard's tool, and then you're fucked. Yeah, Tremere, because of the rank, because they're so rank conscious, you know, they they really pay attention to like, what's your rank in comparison to my rank? They're constantly, Tremere are constantly looking for ways to improve their rank within the clan. And they're, so they're always striving to gain that next rank. And they, you can do this through any number of ways. Improving your thaumaturgy, gaining information, helping the clan with the in the Camarilla, what have you. But Tremere are always looking for a way to kind of boost their ranking within the clan in the eyes of the regent. Apprentices of the highest rank, six or seven, these apprentices tend to be the most skilled Tremere in a chantry outside of the regent. They're going to be very good, very, very skilled thaumaturges. They um, are often the Tremere who will be the ones serving in court offices if there are any Tremere in court offices. So you'll probably, if there's a Tremere who is a sheriff or a harpy or a, a seneschal or a keeper, that's because they're an apprentice six or seven in the clan. Because you have now and attained a level of mastery of yourself and of thaumaturgy that, and you have proven yourself enough in the eyes of the regent, they feel they can trust you to be independent and work in the Camarilla for the clan's interest. Um, often these apprentices um, have wider interests within the Camarilla itself and um, are interested in issues outside of the clan, bigger issues that affect all the kindred. Because of that, those apprentices may not strictly be interested in solely clan matters. But saying that, there isn't a Tremere out there who isn't who doesn't care about clan matters just some of them are more involved in in internal clan matters than others you know if you don't care about clan matters and what are you doing here i know right right and then of course you have the absolute bottom the dirt on which the apprentices step on mm -hmm. the newly embraced tremere 
i.e. fledglings they are these are the ones that have just been embraced they're brand new they're still trying to figure out why am i not dead they're usually referred to as acolytes these guys are i mean what would be a comparison it's like first day of kindergarten you know a little about what's going on but you're still so green they're preschoolers they're preschool okay they're preschoolers it's even further back yeah if an apprentice of the first is a kindergartner they're preschoolers right they i mean they they don't know anything about thaumaturgy if they're from the modern world the idea of magic is just laughable to them that you know there's such a thing as magic so they don't even know that magic exists they're just figuring out vampires exist these are the guys given the harry potter references yeah so they need to start from scratch so you're not even given an apprenticeship until you can prove you can survive not just as a vampire but as a tremere and this is a critical time because if you can't prove that you can survive as a tremere uh, who can do blood magic then they'll just kill you and you don't want that to happen. So in keeping in mind that, I mean, chances are you are not going to be playing a fledgling, but it's sort of, that's to illustrate the importance of rank in the Tremere. And rank is something that can be awarded, rewarded, or taken away. And it can only be given by someone of a higher rank. So, you know, there's no giving yourself the gold star and saying, well, I'm, ooh, look at me, I'm an apprentice of the second. And you're like, hmm, really, I, who gave you that rank? <laughs> like who gave you that authority young one it's sort of like it's sort of like papal authority or ap- apostolic authority you only get to be uh, a cool priest in the church yo if if saint peter gave you the thumbs up and clan tremere usually for apprentices rank is given to you by the regent now in saying that another tremere especially if a tremere is serving as a master to another or to a, a younger apprentice or um or a less skilled apprentice if that master goes to the regent and says hey i think my my student has done really well in x y and z i would like to advocate for them to get a rank they're perfectly within their rights they cannot give the rank the regent has to give the rank and that's kind of the thing about gaining rank is usually you do something, you're often rewarded with rank when you do something that benefits the clan. And this is something, it could be something as simple as delivering a message to the lord of another city or the pontifex. If you, you're given specific tasks to usually rise in rank. Now, I don't know if one of the, oh, never mind, it says it right here, Mastering Thalm. Yes. Mastering a path of thaumaturgy is usually a cause for a raise in rank. Frankly, if you master a path, then usually you're being bucked up to regent. But even just for the lower level of apprentices, uh, if you're an apprentice of the first, you may gain apprentice of the second just by mastering the first level of a path of thaumaturgy. Like, hey, you picked a path that's going to be the one you study. Good job, kid. That also illustrates how important Thalm is to the clan. It, it's again because we said it, you know very at the beginning of this podcast there that is their stock and trade. So if you can uphold that tradition, then wow, you're one of us. Yeah, though I don't know many uh, regents who would give out rank for delivering a letter. <laughs> That's what you have a red cap for. 
hey, you know, it's the letter going through the woods infested by the werewolves past the Sabbat, you know, held uh, city. It It's a quest, see? It's not uh, just, it's not the post. Mm. You know, this isn't Thumb Post. This is, you know, the side quest. Oh, I see. I see. So, as you can see, rank means a whole lot to Clan Tremere. But it's a pyramid. And what do pyramids do? They get narrower as they go up. So, the the problem with a pyramid is that there are fewer and fewer positions above any one particular Tremere. And because vampires live so very long, the number of spots available to ascend to is often limited. So Tremere can often find themselves stymied in a particular in a particular rank for decades, um, even centuries, without a position a position opening up for them. No matter how hard they work or how much talent they have or like how capable they are, they just aren't able to kind of break through that that occult ceiling, as it were. They're they're stuck, and because of this. Backbiting and jockeying for position is an art form in Clan Tremere. I mean, you thought the Fentry were political. Oh, shit, son. You ain't seen the Tremere yet. Um, the struggle over rank and title can be vicious. And there are many intrigues between Tremere who are scheming to remove one or more of their longstanding ranking Tremere and their Chantry from their position and replace them. And because of this, the Tremere tend to be exceedingly smart and canny politically. The Tremere can give both the Venture and the Toreador runs for their money in terms of politics. Um, the Tremere in particular have a gift for plotting and intrigue because they have to do that in their own clan. And, uh, you know, after all, when your clan is like the American, when American politics meets Game of Thrones, that means the intrigues of the Camarilla are kind of child's play to you. So much like their hermetic origins as mages, they have also, I know Jen mentioned it before, apprentice and master relationships. Like the Jedi. That's right, Padawans. That That's a perfect pop culture reference. So every apprentice has a master because part of, again, the strength of the clan is the constant growth of their members. So an apprentice of the second could be apprentice to their master could be a high apprentice because they're that much more experienced than they are so therefore the the high apprentice is going to pass on or at least encourage further growth magically politically from the lower apprentice etc etc yes so the uh, the master apprentice is assigned to a a younger padawan as we if we want to use that analogy usually by the regent the regent oversees the who gets connected to who in the chantry so they'll say they'll see oh, okay we have a young apprentice who's coming up who would like to be their master and then you know approve whatever agreement is made between the two vampires if an apprentice is not ambitious enough to find a master for themselves the regent can just assign them one but usually it's it's actually probably looks a little bit more a little better on you if you're the one going and finding your own master the master is responsible for all aspects of the apprentice's training so it's incumbent on the master to ensure that the the student gets proper training in the path of thaumaturgy that they're they are learning and that the apprentice doesn't fall on their face because if the apprentice falls on their face it makes the master look bad um, and then there's no reason rank for you 
So apprentices will often choose a master that either aligns with their own thaumaturgical interests or they align with their political ones. And having a master who has the right political connections, uh, either within Clan Tremere or within the Camarilla, never hurts anyone, especially if you're a very ambitious Tremere. And as a player, I want to add in that having your master be someone of a higher rank is is great you know they they want to further your thaumaturgical knowledge but it's also it could also be part of your your lore study your mm-hmm. the skill lore like uh, the the occult knowledge that makes the tre- you know the tremere the like jen said before the occult wikipedia that they are is that they can have access to libraries that you don't have access to. Your master can find that scroll that you need for this ritual. And, you know, and that's kind of like where the ranking thing comes it comes in too. again, being very rank conscious that, hey, I'm the master of this apprentice. I got this scroll for them. They discovered this ritual. I help them do that. It looks good for everybody. It looks good for the clan. You know, it's it's a it tit for tat relationship. It's the 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 the. I know they said it before. Like when you have a, a sire, you know, with their new embracee, you do good. I look good. It's yeah, and it's the same exact idea with the Tremere. In part because a you know this is the old Hermetic way of, of educating and how relationships work under the mages and the Order of Hermes. But also because Clan Tremere, unlike many of the other clans, does not put a big and heavy emphasis on who your sire is. Many Tremere don't know because when a Tremere is embraced, they're not only embraced by their sire, but they also are given a given some of the blood of the inner council. There's a special ritual that is done whenever any Tremere is embraced that classically, and I have to emphasize classically, this is bound them to impart to the inner council i say that because one of the big plot points of the newer books is that mystical bond got broken but classically that has been the case and so because of that loyalty is to the clan as a whole and not to your sire so there isn't that one singular person who is tasked with the overseeing of the the growth of a particular apprentice like you would find in the Ventru or the Toreador. Um, so consequently, the master-apprentice relationship sort of takes over. It takes the place of the sire-chilled uh, relationship you would see, say, in Clan Ventru. And that being said, you know, rank within the clan being so highly respected, when you're, especially when you're in the Chantry, because they actually wear these lovely little insignias that indicate title and indicate title and rank that only Tremere understand what those symbols mean. No one outside the clan knows about Fight Club. No one. No one. Outside of the Chantry, the Tremere never refer to each other by their ranks. So, for example, in the game John and I played in, I was always Prince Pictor. I was never Regent Pictor. He was always Primogen Villalobos. He was never Regent Villalobos. We never discussed our ranks outside of the Chantry. Uh, the Pyramid's a very closely guarded secret. Even within the clan, within the clan, you all will know. Outside of the clan, you will not. It is not shared outside of the clan. It is not shared to randos in the court you don't say and anyway so my best buddy over there got apprentice of the six last week ain't that cool it is never discussed the tremere are extremely protective of their secrets and they prefer to the rest of the camaria not know about them 
Um, they don't want the rest of the Camarilla to know that there's a hierarchy and that they're a semi-militant group of like bunker end of daytime like survivalists. Yeah, they don't want the Camarilla to know that that's what's going on. So this tends to make them nervous about letting anyone in the Camarilla know about their rank and file. That said, like we said, most of the Tremere will wear something on, something on their person that other Tremere will see and go, oh, that's a, that's a lord over there. Um, Yeah, yes, my lord. No, my lord. Whatever you say, my lord. And it can vary. Um, some Tremere like to wear maybe a pendant that has that is done in the shape of their rank um maybe it's uh something woven or a lapel pin maybe it's something that's woven into their clothing or it's a mark on their talisman or there's going to be something on their person that will indicate that is a person of this rank and you better respect that because if you don't I, i mean i've been in situations where i forgot to give my my proper greetings of respect to uh, it happened to be a pontifex and that was not a good day for me <laughs> after that i learned it was yes my lord pontifex no my lord pontifex whatever you say my lord pontifex my lord pontifexes will be done so yeah they will make it a very sad day for you if you do not remember their rank but you never mention it outside of fight club in this, we hope you have learned a lot about the ranks. I know we really went in depth. It is even like your your storyteller doesn't want to play the inner workings and of the intrigues of just Clan Tremere. As a player, it's good to keep that in mind because hey, even the players of the just the clan could kind of make this like kind of their B story. And the whole idea of the push and pull and the intrigues and politics behind all the rank and file of Clan Tremere and the fact that you'll have different lords with different agendas different pontifices with different agendas I mean it it gets pretty hairy really really quick and part of why I love playing Tremere is you could just be in Clan Tremere and have your own intrigues going on on top of whatever's going on in the court so it's just a lot of fun yeah, your storyteller may not want to get that in depth, but it's good for you to know that that, that whole thing is in the background there and um, and you can play around with it. So next time, however, when we come back, and we did warn you, Clan Tremere is a long one. Um, next time when we'll come back, we're actually going to start delving into another really esoteric part of Clan Tremere that your storytellers may or may not want to uh, emphasize but i find it cool it's one of my favorite parts of clan tremere and that is the the code of clan tremere and the porphyrio code did you know the tremere have their own set of laws what well you will because we're going to be covering that next time and you know again like like we said this is going to be a long one because we just love nerding out on this one so we hope you come along with us and join us on the you know and all the nerdy, esoteric uh, fun that we definitely have with these warlocks. Yeah, Coden Clan, baby, Coden Clan. Go Team Pyramid. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us this evening or whenever you're listening to this. My name's John. I'm Jen. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. And if you want to get a hold of us, 
outside of our normal podcast hours, you can find us at Podcast by Night on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter at By Night Podcast, or you can email us with any questions, thoughts, uh, opinions, you know, anything you want to communicate to us, you can do that at podcastbynight at gmail.com.